Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Friday edition of the program. Glad to have you along for the hour. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. We have lots of basketball stuff today, even here as we approach high school football tonight and week two of college football. The Hoosiers, the Big Ten, the basketball schedule uh, for the men and the women's this week. The men came out yesterday, the women's the day before. Uh, we now know dates for everything. So we knew opponents. We knew that uh, Indiana would play a certain number of teams twice and some teams once. But now we know the dates. We know the lay of the land. And uh, there are some good things and some bad things about the Indiana setup for the Big Ten. And we'll discuss all those today here in this hour. And uh, also a busy day for coaches. The fall evaluation period opened up and bright and early this morning. Mike Woodson and the coaching staff were in Indianapolis uh, going four deep for Jalen Harrelson at Fishers High School. And so we'll tell you about that today. Also, high school football tonight. Charlestown, North Harrison, that's a big one. I think it's going to be an awesome environment. Should be a good night uh, for football uh, at the Boneyard tonight. We'll have Charlestown, excuse me, we'll have Clarksville and Providence, the town championship game uh, in Clarksville on 900 a.m. tonight. Big X, uh, home of St. X football this uh, this fall. Uh, but Southern Indiana football has been moving around between a couple different sister stations. 900 a.m. tonight for the Clarksville and Providence game coming up here on this Friday night. Let's take a look. At the show lineup, it's a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, here in just a few moments, we've got some headlines of the day. And in that, we'll tell you more about the IU schedule. Uh, some interesting stretches for the Hoosiers, but also some good things. A lot of key weekend home games for Indiana, the way the slate was released yesterday. And so we'll talk about that. Also, it looked like some real opportunities for some big TV games because of some of the weekend slots that Indiana has against Purdue and Michigan, both times that they'll play the Boilermakers and the Wolverines. So more on that coming up here in just a minute. We'll get into IU recruiting with uh, Jalen Harrelson and the coaches on the road this morning. Uh, week four of high school football. We'll cover that later in the show. Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, he always joins on Friday. We'll talk IU football. We'll get you set and ready for the IU 
Idaho Saturday night game coming up here this weekend, and we'll talk basketball with Dylan as well. Later in the hour, uh, in the hour Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star will be with us. Uh, yes, we'll talk about the fall evaluation period. We'll talk about what it means for Mike Woodson and all the coaches to see Harrelson at a 6.30 a.m. workout. And, you know, I was thinking this morning, uh, looking at where coaches are at and uh, the start of this period and who's uh, who's doing what, the fall is different from July and different from the spring when coaches go out and watch the travel ball stuff. It's different from June when they can go out and watch a couple weekends of the high school stuff because it really allows you to see priorities uh, for the coaching staff because they're not going to a facility that has four or eight courts, sometime more, and watching tons of prospects. Uh, they're going to one high school gymnasium typically to watch one player on that roster. And so obviously, if you want to talk priorities, I think it's clear where uh, Jalen Harrelson is at in the list of priority recruits for Indiana because all four coaches were there to watch him at 6.30 this morning. So more on that with Kyle Nedrip later in the show. That's the lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. And the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450 is the number, 502-414-1450. I'd love to know your thoughts on IU football. Uh, what do you think about the IU Big Ten men's basketball schedule? Are you going to a high school football game tonight? Those are the type of things I'd love to hear from you on uh, 502-414-1450. It's summer cash bash still at Thornton's, although it's coming to a close. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member will win $10,000 all summer with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Uh, simply open your refreshing rewards app and click on the summer cash bash icon to enter. And that's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, and many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? That's no problem. You can send the word rewards, text it to the number 80313-TODAY. That's 80313-TODAY. Let's get into some headlines today, uh, starting with the IU schedule. Uh, we knew the non-conference games, but now we know uh, the dates of the Big Ten games as well. And for Indiana, Big Ten conference games will begin early Saturday, December 3rd will be the official start of Big Ten play for IU, and it's a tough one. It's on the road at Rutgers, which I think is an awkward place to play. Rutgers, a different team this year. They lost a lot from last year, but still kind of interesting to see where they'll fall in the mix of the Big Ten. And so those two early games, everybody's got two early ones before the holidays and before the, the first of the year. Uh, Indiana will go to Rutgers on December 3rd and they'll play at home against Nebraska uh, in Bloomington on December 7th. So Saturday, Wednesday, the rotation for Indiana's first two Big Ten games. And I think it, it's worth noting what a stretch it's going to be for Indiana there in late November. They've got North Carolina on Wednesday, the, the 30th of November. Then they go on the road to Rutgers to open Big Ten play. Nebraska, a game you got to win at home. And then from the home game against Nebraska back to non-conference, play on Saturday the 10th of December.
December against Arizona in Vegas. And then they're off until the following Saturday, December 17th, when they play at Kansas out in Lawrence. So that is just a crazy, crazy part of the schedule. Now, Rutgers and Nebraska, really not a bad draw as far as the first two teams uh, to play in Big Ten Conference play. I think this Indiana team, uh, you got to go into that thinking we're going to win those first two games. We're going to be 2-0 and sitting in conference play over the Christmas break and ready to go for the first of the year. But that general portion of the schedule from November 30th uh, to December 17th is just killer for Indiana. Two Big Ten games, North Carolina at home, Vegas uh, for Arizona, and Kansas on the road. That is going to tell us, I think, everything we need to know uh, about this Indiana team before the Christmas holiday. There are some tough stretches. Another stretch that uh, stands out to me is uh, mid-February through late February. I think it was February 11th, uh, the game at Michigan on a Saturday, uh, going all the way through the the 25th at Purdue. That is a really uh, tough stretch. Indiana at Michigan, at Northwestern, home against Illinois, at Michigan State, then at Purdue to close out that that little stretch. Of course, it doesn't get any easier after that to close the season. The Hoosiers have Iowa and Michigan as their final two Big Ten games before uh, the Big Ten Conference. So uh, it, there's no easy way to cut it. Uh, there's The Big Ten's tough. Uh, Indiana's got to, with the, the opponents that they play twice uh, and the per- opponents they play once, once, they definitely got the more difficult uh, side of the schedule, the double games. There's no question about that. Uh, seven of Indiana's games at home fall on weekends. That's good for fans, and I'm sure the Big Ten knows what they're doing when it comes to television rights and games, obviously. That's been at the forefront this offseason. Those IU games on Saturdays, both of them uh, with Michigan on the weekends, both of them with Purdue on Saturdays will be great. I'm sure primetime television, uh, national television games as well. Uh, so some interesting setup uh, to uh, to this schedule, and that's the case every year, and that's the case to the always competitive Big Ten Conference each and every year as well. We'll talk more about the conference or the schedule as a whole coming up here a little bit later with Dylan Wallace. I mentioned earlier today the IU coaches were on the road to see Jalen Harrelson. Uh, obviously, that is a signal uh, to him and his family and his high school coach at Fishers that, uh, hey, Mike Woodson is here, Kenya Hunter, Yashir Roseman, Brian Walsh, all sitting courtside at Fishers at 6.30 a.m. for a workout on Friday that uh, Jalen Harrelson is the real priority and that he absolutely should be. He's going to have a ton of people in the Fishers gym this fall and even during the high school season when the colleges can make it work with their schedule to watch him play. Uh, I think that we'll find out whether it be later today or early next week. I would say Indiana's coaches will be here in southern Indiana, a little to our west to watch Trent Sicily and Heritage Hills. Uh, I would say that they'll be watching uh, Bedunga at uh, Kokomo. We talked a lot about him earlier in the week. Uh, But the fall really tells you the priorities for these coaches. And I guarantee you that we'll see Hunter and Rosemond especially. We'll see them traveling Georgia south. We'll see uh, Hunter going out to the DMV, the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. I'm sure to watch some prospects, especially younger guys that Indiana is interested in. The fall is a time to see some development and to see these guys in more uh, practice-type settings with their high school team. So uh, you can expect that over the coming weeks, 
we find out almost on a daily basis where the IU coaches are at and perhaps where they're going as well. Uh, also, high school football tonight. I mentioned Charlestown, North Harrison. Told you that uh, Clarksville Providence will be our game at, on 900 a.m. tonight. Justin Kalen uh, has the call of that contest. Floyd Central uh, at Seymour. Can the Highlanders pick up? A second win in a row after starting the season against two very tough Louisville schools, 0-2. I think it's possible. Seymour is 1-2 uh, uh, and two as well, but has been competitive in most of their games, including a win over Jeffersonville in week two of the season. Speaking of the Red Devils, they host Mount, Verzen, Mount Vernon Posey tonight. And Jeff at 0-2 looking for their first win in week four. And the Red Devils have Floyd Central the following week. That's a rivalry game. They've got Silver Creek the week after that, then New Albany coming up to end September for Jeff. So some rivalry feels to the Red Devil games coming up after this Mount Vernon home game tonight in week four. New Albany hosts Bedford. I think that could be a very close and competitive game. Uh, New Albany one and two on the season. Of course, last week Bedford uh, came from behind and was able to clip Jeffersonville. But both teams enter the game with a one and two record. It's a Hoosier Hills Conference matchup tonight. Just has a feel of a game that should be a good one. Providence uh, in action tonight, the town championship. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, can Providence continue this great start to the season? And I've sensed a lot of excitement around the Pioneers this year. It's great to see their start. Uh, first time they've been 2-0 and in many, many years. Yes, I know over the years the Providence schedule has greatly changed. A lot of rivalry games lost there to New Albany and Jeff and Floyd Central that were peeled away in, in the last, oh, three, four, five seasons. Uh, but this schedule set up a lot better for Providence as far as playing schools that are like tournament opponents that they'll see in their sectional. And so Providence with an opportunity, I think they will go 3-0 and uh, on the season to start when they play Clarksville tonight. Uh, also, Silver Creek, uh, they're at Eastern Pekin tonight, and that wraps up the schedule for week four of high school football. And as we look ahead, there's some big rivalry games coming up over the next two and three Friday nights, which is going to be a lot of fun. Now that we kind of have a, a gist for who's who, uh, in the area, uh, the rivalry games are kind of taking it up a notch here in the middle uh, of the season. That's look at our headlines for this Friday edition of the program. We'll head to a quick commercial break. When we come back, Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will join. We'll talk IU football and get you set for the Idaho game on Saturday night. We'll talk IU's men's basketball schedule in the Big Ten now that it is official. And also still ahead is Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. We'll head to a break. We're back with more after this. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. 
And we're back on this Friday program. Dylan Wallace, he's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, and he joins us on Fridays as we talk IU stuff here in this segment. I can't really think of a better weekend, Dylan. We've got big high school football tonight across the area. I think the weather's going to be pretty good for us. And then a great weekend of college football. And on top of college football, a lot of basketball news. The fall evaluation period is beginning, so there's some recruiting scuttlebutt going on once again. And uh, the Big Ten men's basketball schedule is out. So now we can uh, scroll through the schedule and know the details and see the path forward for Indiana if uh, these big projections that the Hoosiers are getting uh, are going to come true. So it's a, it's a pretty good time for sports, my friend, here as we enter the weekend. Yeah, it was a nice news dump uh, the last couple of days. Uh, a lot of people were wondering kind of when that Big Ten schedule is going to be uh, come out because, you know, it's, I think the past couple of years it's been end of August, early September. So people were kind of itching to see, um, you know, when the games are going to be, you know, what days of the week it's going to be. You know, we all knew where and where they're going to play and who's coming where. But, you know, it's nice to kind of have it all mapped out, laid out, um, then, yeah, you know, with football, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. I'm sure Indiana fans are feeling a little bit better about themselves after uh, the win against Illinois last week. Um, they should have no uh, trouble going to 2-0 this week, this Saturday. It should be, should be great weather tonight. should be good weather tomorrow for, for tailgating and going out to that game. It's another night game, so it should be pretty nice by the time the night comes, too. So, uh, overall, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good week. And uh, we're starting to settle into this college football groove. And, you know, the NFL kicked off last night as well. So, you know, this Sunday we'll have we'll have all the week one games on, on the TV. So uh, it's, it's a great time of year right now. It's uh, it's fun to be a sports fan with, with, these, with football going on, kind of getting in full swing. And, um, you know, whenever you can sprinkle in some basketball news, whether it's a schedule, whether it's, you know, the, the recruiting news we saw a little bit earlier with, with the coaches going to see Jalen Harrelson, all that kind of stuff. And it's all really exciting right now. Yeah, for sure. Let's start with basketball, work our way to football today. Uh, just initial thoughts on the Big Ten schedule release yesterday from a Hoosier perspective. I think it's I think it's going to be, you know, tough the, the way the games are set up. But, um, I, you know, I kind of like, you know, when you look at – when you start off and you look at that um, first kind of – when the, they play the games in December, you know, you're at Rutgers and you're home against Nebraska. You know, th- that's kind of in the middle of that North Carolina – Kansas, Arizona stretch. Um, so, so that's going to be pretty tough for Indiana. You know, you're going to have two conference games sprinkle into that kind of tough slate. So, you know, that's going to be a real tough five game stretch for them. Um, you know, end of November, early December. So, you know, that's going to be an exciting time for for fans to kind of get a real look at this team pretty early on in the season. You know, we kind of knew with those three not big non conference games that um, you know we, we would get to see kind of the early test. But now that you sprinkle in a game at Rutgers, which is always is, has started to become a pretty tough place to play for, for opponents. And, you know, home against Nebraska, which, you know, should, should, be, should be a game that should be able to handle, but still just an important way to, to you know, kick off your, your conference slate at home to, to get a win there. So that's going to be an interesting stretch. And then, you know, I, I saw a lot of buzz about this yesterday. Just like the last seven games Indiana has to play um, seemed to be a pretty hot topic, and it just seems like a really, really tough stretch. Um, I think, you know, they're, they're at Michigan – at Northwestern, they're home against Illinois. They go to Michigan State, then to Purdue, then they host Iowa and Michigan back-to-back before the, the postseason starts. So, you know, that, that's a tough kind of final close of the season. So, you know, and, and it, it probably makes fans a little weary because, you know, we're so used to this team in the middle of February kind of going on these, these skids. And, um, you know, this schedule uh, definitely presents the opportunity for one of that. But, you know, you're hoping that this is a different team. It's got a different identity. It's got a different kind of winning winning mindset, winning culture that you hope – 
uh, that stuff doesn't come into play. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough schedule for sure. Um, there's definitely some things early on when Big Ten play first starts to kick off. You know, you hope Indiana should be able to get off to a decent start there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to ramp up, uh, you know, February to March. But that's when you want to be playing your best basketball. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't hopefully it doesn't hurt them too much and they're able to really capitalize and, and really make a run toward this conference title. You know, when, when they were announcing the – the schedule on Thursday, you know, a lot of the a lot of the analysts, you know, Robbie Hummel, one of them, they're all saying they think Indiana uh, might be the favorite to, to win the Big Ten. So, you know, it's it's time to it's time to prove it. It's going to be a tough schedule, but uh, you know, it, it's a schedule that I think Indiana fans have been wanting for a while. You know, there's not a whole lot of cupcake things going on uh, in the early parts of the season, so should be should be a fun test, and uh, we're going to see what this team's all about really early. Talking with Dylan Wallace, editor, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. You almost took the next uh, question right off my notes here. Um, I was going to ask this tough close to the season in this very tough stretch in February. Indiana fans are so used to seeing this team, I hate to use the word collapse, but really have some struggles closing out strong. Uh, Is this an IU team that can close out strong? in the month of February, even given this is as tough a stretch in the Big Ten as I can remember here recently for Indiana. Really tough. And and it, not even just those last seven that I wrote off, but the two before that is home Purdue and home Rutgers. Uh, you know, Rutgers and has come into Assembly Hall and beaten Indiana. They got them last year. Uh, they, they've had, you know, Indiana's really struggled against Rutgers lately. You know, Purdue coming to town, obviously they beat them last year, but aside from that, haven't had a whole lot of success against them recently. So, I mean, really the last nine, uh, is, are, re- are really, really tough for Indiana. Um, and, and, yeah, you know, it's got to make fans a little bit nervous because, you know, we've just seen the last, you know, three or four seasons. It's just like there's always, you know, four or five-game losing streak right around this time of the schedule. Um, so, so it could be a little bit nervous. But, but I do think this team, just, just with the way they closed last season, and obviously it took them all the way until the, the you know, the Big Ten second half of the first game of the Big Ten tournament to, to kind of flip the switch and get things going. But, you know, you just hope that that, that level they reached um, at the end of last season, even though it was just for, you know, two and a half games, you're hoping that that just gives them a little bit more confidence. You hope that um, the teams are going to play in the non-conference, North Carolina, Kansas, Arizona. You're hoping that, that these games, you know, if they can win one or two of those games, you're just hoping that that kind of gets them a little bit more prepared for the conference and you hope that, you know, with some of the easier conference games they have at kind of the first half of, of January and in February, that you hope that that kind of builds their confidence when they go into this tougher slate. And you're just hoping all that kind of adds up to them being ready. And also, I mean, you know, this team's supposed to be a lot more talented. They're just supposed to be a lot more better. They're supposed to be a lot better. So, you know, it's just going to be one of those things where uh, they're going to be they're going to be pushed. They're going to be tested. And, you know, hey, maybe maybe there's two games in a row they drop. But, you know, you, you can't let it snowball there. You're going to have to bounce back, find a way to get a win. Um, it's nice that there's kind of a couple home games in between some of the road stretches. That's really tough. You know, you're at Michigan at Northwestern, then you get Illinois at home, and then you're at Michigan State at Purdue. So you got you got some opportunities in there to hopefully use your home court to your advantage and try to try to sneak out a win there. But you know, it's going to be tough, and uh, I think it's going to take fans a little bit to adjust to you know just getting the past kind of out of their heads. But if this team's as good as everyone thinks they're going to be, um, they should be able to handle this. You know, they should if they're one of the top teams in the conference. You know, they should be able to take care of business at home. They should be able to go, you know, to Michigan or to Northwestern or, you know, to wherever and be able to be competitive and hopefully get some wins on the road. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be pretty difficult. And, um, you know, it, it's really going to it's really going to put the test, you know, to see if this team is, is different than the past couple. You know, if they're able to close the season strong, um, then it's going to be a really good sign, especially, you know, if you're able to handle that stretch really well. 
that's going to be great for you going into the Big Ten tournament, into the NCAA tournament, as we all hope they're going to be in. Um, you know, it hopefully, you know, could mean a lot for seeding. It could mean a lot in the conference race. You know, these could all be some really meaningful conference games. You know, you're hoping these games don't mean like, oh, they need to win here to get into this other tournament. No, you're hoping it's like, hey, we need to win here to, to stay tied for the lead in the conference. We need to win here to be a, a top three seed in the Big Ten tournament. You know, you're hoping those games mean a little bit more than they did in the past. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be tough, um, but, but I'm excited, and this team should be excited. I think they're very confident right now. Um, and a lot of people are high on them, so hopefully they go out and prove it. And, uh, you know, if, if, like I said, if they're as good as, as kind of everyone hoping and thinks they could be, uh, they should be able to handle this stretch as hard as it seems. Yeah, no question. Uh, Dylan, as we look at the schedule, I know Indiana always brings in good television ratings because of its rabid fan base, so they always get probably more national TV games than others, and even in seasons when maybe they don't deserve it, they do because of rating purposes. But, you know, the Purdue games, both of them are on Saturday. A lot of Saturday or weekend games in general for Indiana, including a lot at Assembly Hall. And then the Michigan series as well, uh, one Sunday earlier in the year, one Saturday near the end of the Big Ten season. A lot of these games even though we don't know TV designations just yet, and some of them we'll know soon, some of them we won't know for a while. A lot of these games seem to be scheduled for television purposes, and I guess that's the case every year. You could pick out some games right away that are set for national TV, but it does seem like with the buildup to the season for Indiana, uh, the excitement around the program, the fact that Indiana always turns out well ratings-wise, Indiana's set up here with this schedule and the way things lay out with some key Saturday and Sunday weekend games to be on national television a lot, and that stuff matters in this world of college basketball and sports that we're in with NIL, with the transfer portal, and of course with high school recruiting as well. Absolutely, and you know, especially if they if they can get a number next to their name early on in the season, or if they start the preseason with a number next to their name, you know, that'll give people more incentive to, to kind of put them on national TV and and, and get eyes on, on the team because you know people want to watch the ranked teams and see you know, hey, are, are they are they deserving of this ranking? Are they better? Are they worse? All that kind of stuff. And you know, this team has a good chance to, to be ranked in the top twenty five. Uh, if not at the start, which it seems like they might be, but you know, at least you know, getting off a couple wins early will probably get them in there. So you know, that'll help too. And you know, it's it's really exciting, and especially you know, you mentioned the weekend games. Um, I think seven of their home games in the conference are on the weekends, um, which which is great for for you know crowd purposes. You know, you look at them; it's it's Northwestern, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State, Purdue, Illinois, and Michigan. You know, aside from Northwestern, which was the first one I mentioned, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State, Purdue, Illinois, Michigan. I mean, those are those are the top teams in the conference that everyone wants to come out and see. And those are the prime time matchups. You know, those are the best teams to, that you could match up Indiana against. So it's like, you know, that, that for those games to all be on a weekend in Assembly Hall, um, that that's going to create some great opportunities for some awesome crowds some really fired up fans and it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. You know, I mean, so many times it's like the was, you know, a Wisconsin game is 9 PM on a Tuesday and it's like, you know, it, it, it's a good crowd, but maybe it's not as, maybe people aren't as happy about some of the turnouts, but like for the, all these games against these top tier conference teams to be on the weekends, I feel like it's going to help the crowd, uh, you know, come out a little easier and it's going to just create for some awesome environments. And, and as you said, I mean, I, I'm assuming all those games will probably be national televised and the, primetime slot whether that's you know it's like a 2 p.m on a sunday or it's or it's you know seven you know or eight o'clock on a saturday night or any all that kind of stuff you know it, 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 the schedule works out for them really nicely i'm sure we're going to see indiana a lot on the, on a national tv uh, which is a good thing and like you said for recruiting purposes 
you know, for for people to see Indiana, you know, on, you know, Fox or CBS or whatever, to see them on that national slate and if it's a home game and the crowd is going absolutely crazy, you know, that, that, that draws attention. You know, people will watch it and be like, wow, that looks like an awesome place to play. They're in these primetime games. You, you know, a lot of eyes are going to be on them a lot in the season. So uh, the, the schedule broke a nice way in terms of kind of when these games are taking place. I love that a lot of the home games are on the weekend. It's going to create for some awesome crowds. So I do like that part of it. You know, as hard as we think the schedule could be, uh, the fact that a lot of these games are on the weekends, primetime spots, you know, a lot of eyes on the team, and a lot of them are at home, uh, I'm excited for that part of it. You know, Dylan, it's fun to go through this stuff and look at different scenarios, and I could probably list off 20 different thoughts as I scroll down the, the schedule now that we have dates and the order of games. But the fact is this. We knew before these dates were set that Indiana had a tough Big Ten draw. If this team is going to win the Big Ten Conference – uh, they're going to do so against a very tough schedule, no matter how these games played out yesterday when the release came. Uh, just based on who they play twice and who they play once, Indiana, there's no question about it, uh, has a tough Big Ten draw. I think one of the toughest, as you scroll through each team and look at their breakdown of games and when they are and who they play twice and who they play once, I think Indiana's got one of the toughest in the conference. So Indiana fans that are hoping this team can make some noise in the Big Ten, uh, if they're going to do so uh, when we get to March and talk about it, uh, they're going to have done so against uh, a really tough schedule. That, that's a fact, no matter what date, what time, what TV uh, designation there is or isn't. This is a tough draw for Indiana. Exactly. And, you know, there was, you know, in the years past, when you're talking about the tournament resume, you know, you'd always look at, okay, well, what's their best win? You know, is it the home game against Purdue last year? And then aside from that, it's what? You know, it's, you know, home Ohio State or it's at, I don't know, Nebraska or something. You know, it, it was never anything super strong, super convincing. And, you know, that's probably one of the reasons why they, even though they, they made a deep run of the Big Ten Tournament, that's probably one of the reasons why they got a, a first four in, just because the rest of their resume wasn't super strong. But with this schedule um, and this opportunity that it presents, you know, if you're – if you're near the top of the conference or if you're ranked in the top 25 or if you're just above 500 in the Big Ten, you know, you're going to have a lot of quality wins on your resume. You're going to have a bunch of quad one victories, you know, whether it's a home game against one of these top teams we're talking about or whether you're on the road, you know, there's a, there's a lot of opportunities on the schedule to just pick up some really good wins. And, uh, you know, Indiana's obviously had multiple opportunities to get good wins in the past, but they just haven't done it. And with this team and this potential, you know, to be able to go – to a Michigan State, get a win, or play at Michigan and get a win, or, you know, play, you know, home against Wisconsin and beat them, you know, in Assembly Hall and beat these teams at home. You know, it's, it's going to be really huge for this team. And, you know, not to mention, you know, the, the three big non or kind of four big non-conference games. You know, Xavier will be um, a decent enough game. I'm sure it'll, you know, fall into the quad one category because it's on the road, too. So, you know, kind of four really good non-conference games, too. Um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of really good opportunities for the team to really build up its resume, really show that it can't, that it is one of the top teams in the country if that's what it's aspiring to be. You know, so I think that's going to be great, and uh, you know, I think I, I'm, I'm happy that it plays out this way because with this Indiana basketball team, the one that everyone thinks could be, you know, the one that kind of gets Indiana back to, to people talking about it in, in in the way that they they think it should be. You know, one of the one of the better teams in the Big Ten. You know, one of the top 25 teams in the country. You know, I'm glad that the schedule isn't just easy and people could be like, well, they didn't really do much. They didn't really have to play anybody and their record's good. You know, if, if their record is good this year, it's because they beat a lot of really good teams. And, 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 that's, and that's a good thing. So they're going to be battle tested for sure. 
Um, it's a great thing to be battle-tested by March and, and kind of have all these different experiences playing these really good teams. So, you know, I, I'm not I'm not worried. I'm not, like, you know, afraid of the schedule or anything. And I don't think, you know, Woodson and, and, and he, I don't think Woodson and the team is either because I think they, they want to be able to – they want the challenge of taking on these teams. You know, they want to prove, hey, you know what, we're, we're tired of being, you know, bottom – eight in the Big Ten Conference. We want to be one of the top teams. We want to make it to the back to the tournament in a convincing fashion. We don't want to squeak in. We want to be a protected seed, all this kind of stuff. And the schedule lays out perfectly for them to go do that. So, you know, if they have a good record, you know, I think, you know, what, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the potential records and, you know, the record they could have. You know, if they get to that point, you know, they're going to have a lot of awesome wins and a lot of exciting things for fans to get hyped up about for, for March. So I'm glad the schedule is this hard because, you know, it, it allows them the opportunity to prove kind of if they are as good as everyone thinks they are, they'll go out and do it. So uh, it, 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 should, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, is, it, is, it is probably one of the tougher conference schedules um, out there. I haven't really close to looked at any of the other ones, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this team to hopefully go out and, and uh, you know, kind of capitalize and, and get all these good wins that hopefully are, are presenting themselves on their schedule. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, joining me. Let's flip to football here as we close out. IU-Idaho on Saturday. The Hoosiers are the big favorite. This is a game Indiana has to win and win big and then move on with any momentum they have from this uh, to a, a tougher game, a much tougher game against Western Kentucky, and then a very tough game against Cincinnati before getting back into Big Ten Conference play. What, what do you expect Saturday night? I know we don't have a lot of opportunities yet to know this Indiana team, but is this an IU team capable of coming out and taking care of business and winning this one handily? I think so. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, like a 50 to 10 game or anything like that. But, you know, if, if they win by 21 or, you know, 24, or, you know, if they win by over 20, I think, I think, you know, fans won't really complain. You know, if, if, it, if it's a little bit closer than that, people might be a little worried because of like, Hey, you know what, this is Idaho and, you know, that shouldn't really be happening. But I think, I think it seems kind of capable of, of going out there and taking care of business, especially with what you saw from the defense against Illinois. Um, they kind of got back to creating some takeaways, which was nice to see. You know, if the defense continues to kind of put pressure on, on Idaho, you know, it, it shouldn't be too much of an issue. The thing I think everyone's kind of looking at is the offense. You know, how, how is it going to look? You know, I think, I think everybody, you know, it was, and rightfully so, it was really exciting to see kind of that big, long pass to D.J. Matthews. It was exciting to see that last drive get put together. But in between all that was a whole lot of not very good things happening with the offense. So, um, you know, you're hoping you see a little bit more consistency there. You're hoping, you know, they, they can run the ball a little bit better. And, you know, here, it's going to be Idaho, so if they get the running game going, you know, will it mean anything? We won't really know for, for a couple of weeks. But um, I think it's just important to get that confidence back because they could not run the ball at all against Illinois, and it's kind of been the common theme for this team for a couple of years now is the inability to really get the running game going. So uh, I, I just think, you know, for the offense, it's just kind of like a, a game to try to just work on a bunch of things, try, try to get some confidence in the O-line, try to get some confidence in your running game. You know, continue to build that connection with with Connor Bazelak and, and some of his receivers. So, um, yeah, I think the defense will probably you know make things tough on Idaho and keep them out of the end zone. So the, the score should look pretty nice in favor of Indiana. And um, yeah, you know, it should, it, they should get the two and zero, and um, it, they should be really feeling really good. You know, to be two and zero after last year, and just to get a, you know get get a home game against West Kentucky in a week from now. Um, to potentially get to 3-0 before you go to Cincinnati for a big game. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it, it, the last week's game was just so important for them to get off to 1-0, you know, because just to get off to a potential 3-0 start this year uh, would be huge. You know, you already get more wins than you did the year before, uh, you know, and, and just kind of get some momentum going is, is a good thing for this team, especially because the back half of the schedule gets really hard. 
So, you know, as much as you can take advantage of this schedule early in the year, it's huge for this Indiana team just to build some confidence and momentum. So, yeah, I do think they'll probably have an easy time tomorrow. I'm sure they'll win by over 20 points. I think the spread came out as, like, 21 or something. So uh, I expect them to probably cover that. So, uh, you know, it, sh- it should, be a, should be a good day. It should be a nice, easy day for Indiana football tomorrow. All right. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, enjoy high school football tonight, and we'll talk again next Friday. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. And just a note, uh, Western Kentucky, uh, after wins over Austin P and Hawaii, uh, they have a bye week this week. They are off until the IU game a week from Saturday, September 17th, is the date of that game in Bloomington. We'll head to a commercial break, come back with our final segment. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star checks in. Uh, fall recruiting period is open. We'll talk about that. We'll talk high school football and more. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Friday program. The Thornton's text line number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. And Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star with me in this segment to close out the day and the week. And Kyle, uh, college coaches back on the road, the fall evaluation period underway. I know a lot of gyms across the state getting active again with early practices and open gyms in advance of the season. And for Fishers High School and Jalen Harrelson, who I think you and I talk about almost every week because there's been something new with his recruiting, uh, today Mike Woodson was four coaches deep from the IU staff at Fishers High School to watch him, obviously trying to send a signal uh, that he is a major target for the Hoosiers. The problem for IU is, though, Kyle, there's going to be a lot of schools, I think, doing the same thing because Harrelson is becoming that type of prospect. Yeah, definitely, and uh, that certainly does send a statement, though. I mean, you send all all your coaches to one spot, at least for a little while, and, you know, that, that, that does make an impression, I think, on a – on a 15-year-old and, and certainly shows what their level of interest is in him. But, you know, it's also, you know, in, in recruiting, it's like dog years, you know. It's so far away from, from actually happening that, that uh, you don't know what's going to be the case two years from now, you know, uh, you know where he'll be with his recruitment. And, and, and shoot, even, you know, not saying he's going to be leaving to go anywhere, but, you know, where he'll even be playing at that, you know, just based on where we see a lot of the top players uh, end up going to prep schools and whatnot. So, I mean, it's, it's a long way off, but I think at this early stage, they want to get in uh, as much as they can as, and, and make an impression on him. And and I think sending three coaches or four coaches on your first possible day uh, certainly sends that impression. So, you know, not not surprising, I don't think. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a, it shows what kind of prospect he is, too. And like you said, it's going to be a lot of competition. Uh, for Jalen Harrelson, clearly and, and and legitimately so, I think he's he's he plays hard. He is a guard at at his size, and and you know nothing I've seen would uh, dissuade me from thinking otherwise on his potential. 
Kyle, I'm assuming there were other college coaches out across the state today watching players, and this is going to be a trend that continues in future weeks. What is the fall evaluation period to you? How does it differ from June and July when coaches watch high school teams and the grassroots teams play? This is a total different setting, and I'm not so sure that it is truly about evaluation like I feel the spring and summer are. No, it's probably more about, you know, prioritizing uh, and, you know, showing your face in some way. Um, you know, and I think that is, that's a lot of how I see the, the, the fall, at least in the past. That's how I've kind of, you know, thought of it as is just, you know, what, what kind of priority is this player, you know, and then, you know, I don't know that you're going to see anything that's going to, you know, make a huge impression. Maybe you will. I mean, I guess that's the reason you're there partially is the, is to maybe see what else they have to offer as a as a player, but I think it's more about just getting in and seeing, uh, getting seen, and maybe making a you know sort of a you know, and you'll see sometimes where you know there there's some sort of a, a contact or you know say, basically saying hello, and and I think the so the kid so from the kids' perspective, it's it's about hey you know you know th- th- these these coaches think I'm important or this school thinks I'm important enough to you know, to go out of my way to be here, even if it's an assistant you have a good connection with or whatever, um, you know, because it's not, you know, in an AAU tournament, you can, you can kind of show up and, and, and then leave and whatever. And you're kind of there for a while to be seen, but not, you know, and you are evaluating, I think probably more against top competition, but uh, if you're going to a high school, you know, that shows, you know, a certain level of, because you're probably not going to see multiple players on the same day. Uh, so it shows a little bit, I think, of like, oh, they really think enough of me to come to my high school and uh, and watch me, you know. And some kids obviously know that uh, anyway, but uh, but I think that's it's more about I think the I think you get a better idea of oh, they really are interested in this kid, or you know, they really do uh, prioritize him enough to be here. Send multiple coaches, as you saw with with Harrelson. So I, I think that's kind of what it is. It does I think it does sometimes give you a good idea of like, oh, they really are in the mix for this this kid, or they really want this kid. Yeah, no question. Kyle Deddenrip, the Indianapolis star, is my guest. Uh, I assume that we'll see Indiana and Purdue, and I'm sure many others from the Big Ten, uh, to see Harrelson soon, but also Trent Sisley. I've got to believe that with all the visits that he's been on here in the last month or so, that now it's time for coaches to come see him. Uh, and and it's, the same could be said for Flory Badunga at Kokomo and so many of these other big prospects that we talk about on a regular basis. Absolutely, yeah. I think you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of that popping up, and is actually going to hopefully check in on on some of that too. Uh, you know, it's it's. I don't know what the newsworthiness is, but other than to find out maybe who's who's where, and, and like I said, what kind of a what kind of a priority uh, those those uh, those players are. But yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, and I think we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see a lot of that throughout the fall, and. I was kind of curious. I, I I don't know a lot of high schools who actually do uh, Friday. You know, a lot of them will do kind of give off Friday and then do more. You know, they'll do their two workouts during the week uh, earlier in the week. So I don't know if that's you know you kind of set it up so you can have uh, coaches come this first day uh, in some cases. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty limited as far as you know the the amount of time you can actually be in the gym and and do stuff this time of year. But, you know, we are getting to where, you know, teams or coaches are able to kind of 
you know, find out a little bit about more what they got and start to get ready for the high school basketball season, which I know you and I both really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I assume uh, Harrelson and Fishers, he's got some talent around him. They'll be really good as a team this year, so we should see him, uh, you know, maybe with state tournament aspirations. They're going to be a quality ball club in addition to him, I think, right? Well, they do lose. I mean, they kind of had a uh, kind of a strange situation. Well, not a strange situation, but they just had a lot of seniors last year, a lot of key seniors. Jeffrey Simmons was one of them who probably had a good argument to make the uh, Indian All-Star team and didn't. Uh, but he was a, a foot, he's at Miami of Ohio for football, and then they had three other seniors who played a lot. Uh, so, the, so it'll kind of be his team more this year, even even more so. But they do have a lot of talent. They do. They will be really good, and they'll be uh, one of our better teams. But they will be a different team, and I, I am kind of curious to see what that means for Jalen. And and there's another young man. I don't know what he'll do in basketball, but uh, 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 John Anthony Hall, who is a, you know, he's a probably maybe more of a, a football prospect. He's kind of one of those. You know, not to say this lightly, but kind of that Gary Harris type of athlete where, you know, he's maybe more of a receiver uh, type in football, but also a good basketball player. And he does track a really good long jumper. So uh, they do have some talent, obviously. And and I think it'll be, uh, you know, more of Jalen's team uh, this year. But, uh, But yeah, it'll be a little bit younger team, too. Uh, talking with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. I just had somebody send me a, a note, a link to a tweet that said Indiana uh, assistant coach Brian Walsh was also at Lawrence North High School this morning to see a player, uh, Xavier Robinson, a class of 2025 players. So Indiana been at, has been out twice so far, and it's been to see very young prospects in our state. I'm not familiar with Xavier Robinson. I've heard his name, obviously. Lawrence North perennially is a great program in Indiana. Do you know uh, much about Xavier Robinson? Yeah, yeah, I saw him a lot last year. He started as a freshman and, and you know, probably a little bit more physically, uh, in, not, I don't say physically imposing. He plays kind of fearlessly, though, I would say, uh, for a kid who was a freshman. Um, you know, and he'll, again, he'll be more of a, you know, with, with C.J. Gunn and Omar Cooper gone to graduation now, uh, he'll be more of a, you know, not that he was an important player already, but maybe more of an influential player this coming year. But, you know, I'd say he's at this point, you know, more of a creator and driver, uh, you know, plays, uh, you know, really not, like I said, kind of a fearless type of player. Uh, I'd be curious to see how he does, you know, shooting the ball. I don't have his stats in front of me, but I think he was average like nine or 10 a game last year, uh, somewhere in that range. But yeah, he's definitely one of those guys who went into his freshman year and you kind of knew um, that he's going to be an impact player. Uh, but I think the best, obviously, still to come for him. But, but yeah, very familiar with him, and uh, I think he's going to be a good one down the road. All right, Kyle, where are you headed tonight for high school football? I'll be out at the Mudsock game. The Speaking of Fishers, the Fishers and the HSC play uh, actually at Hamilton Southeastern. So two 3-0 teams and uh, always – Probably the biggest crowd annually in, in high school football around here, or one of them. So that should be, I don't even know how many, five, 6,000, somewhere around there. So it should be an awesome night of football. And it's kind of felt like football this morning. It was a little bit cooler. And, uh, you know, so looking forward to that a lot. It should be, it should be a really good game.
Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Neddenrip, the Indianapolis Star, he is kind enough to join us on Friday. Kyle, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again very soon. All right, Matt. Thanks. You too. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today and for the week. Thank you so much for being with us. I know a lot of you listen live on the Big X. That's great. Some of you come in on a podcast. Uh, we're having some issues still with Apple Podcasts, so you're going to have to find another outlet. You can find us just about anywhere if you search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. But we appreciate all of you being with us, whether it's live on the radio or as a podcast. We'll return on Monday and break down what should be an IU victory over Idaho, and there'll be a lot more to discuss next week as well. So lock it in with us each and every day at 11 a.m. Have a great weekend. Get out to a high school football game tonight. There are some good ones in the area. Don't forget to tune in for IU football. We'll have Don Fisher on the call Saturday night here on the Big X. Until Monday, have a great weekend. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.